everybody. It's LOI Central with Dan and Johnny. Yeah, welcome along. Um, we're on to the 31st season of... Uh, 31st season? 31st episode? Jesus, that's not going to happen with climate change. I'll, put, I'll have a good bet on that. 31st... Well, you won't get to collect, as I pointed out before. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, one of the worst bets of all time. Yeah, it'll be like call, like the lads in the big short, except instead of getting loads of money, you just die. Right, so anyway, it's uh, the seventh season. Five, six seconds into the show there. 31st uh, episode of the season. Later on, we're going hear from uh, Kev Doherty but today's show is um, all about and we are here in Oliver Marketing we'd like to thank Oliver um, for having us how long are we here then in Oliver uh, what so is second since 2021 I think is it 20, halfway through 2021 I think Jesus. or was it start 2022 either way it's uh, it's been a while Mm. I mean, yeah. you, you need to clarify Oliver as a company as opposed to a, a person right you actually sort of e- thanked Oliver yeah. Thanks very much, Oliver. Cheers. No worries, Ollie. Cheers, Oliver. Yeah. Um, Oliver, sure. a company as opposed to. We've been around individual. the blocks. We were, we were in Kilmainham for a while. We're briefly a TV show. Then we changed our name. Um, and now we're out in like Glasgow. Prince. Yeah, yeah. Um, the podcast formerly known as LOI Weekly. Did you know, actually, that Sinead O'Connor's famous, most famous song um, was actually written by Prince? Yes. Uh, I think everyone knows that song. I heard yeah. a version of that yesterday by the guy from Soundgarden. Um, who passed Chris. away Chris, Chris Cornell I've never heard it before Amazing uh, We're already onto a mad tangent here um, Dan um, Before we get to um, a lot, Lots of chat this week In terms of This is the biggest week of the season Pretty much We are in association with um, Collar and Cuff And call over to Decky uh, For your free shirt and tie With uh, your suit In association with Future Ticketing Who I think are going to have A pretty busy weekend This weekend And also we're in association uh, With Rascals Brewery And Rocktoberfest Dan is closing in 23rd of September rascalsbrewing.com Jesus it's that soon so weekend after next that's it's that close wow are you gonna are you gonna go I, I would intend to drop in at some stage I'd actually I need to uh, generally well it's just the nature of life everything creeps up in you we've mm. been doing that thing for a while it always seems so far away mm, close and but far away I think it's probably high, on the please don't go into a weather point let me talk in general terms I think because July and August didn't feel summery. I think everyone's conception of time. And then you had mm. that sort of heat wave last week. So you're, you're then all of a sudden last week to make you think it might be July again at some point or for, in some shape or form. And now Jesus. It's like, no, it's September the tenth or whatever. It, it is. wasn't. It wasn't September the sort of 11th. heat wave. Now it was one of the maddest bits of weather ever in Ireland. In I September. told you not to go into it. Could you? Can you discuss it without just you know uh, catastrophizing? Okay, so um, what was it going to get to there? Uh, yeah, so maybe was, the football. The football. Yeah. Uh, well, Dan, I do feel sorry for you this week. I'm sure you're quite busy. Uh, I, I, I desperately uh, looked for a guest yesterday, and uh, it seems like everyone is kind of, um, I don't know, busy or whatever. There's, I think they're battening down the hatches a bit in some of the big clubs ahead of the weekend ahead. But Kev is going to come on later on. Kevin I did, feel, I did yeah. feel for you though. I did feel for you. Well, I you don't have to feel for me, Johnny. Nah, but it's not so much that. It's just it's a shit time to be on the beat, in my view. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, uh, like it's... Um, Nobody died or whatever. No, no. How has no. the week been for you? Um, well, like it's, it's uh, these international breaks. Well, you see, you reach the, like the Irish national team, like you reach the end of an era every so often, you know? Um, so they're not like... they're, they're I, I mean, the thing about it is, is that they're sort of draining enough times generally. Strip aside the sort of general disappointment of how it's worked out for Stephen Kenny, which I think we both would feel... I think a lot of people listening will probably feel that um, it's the 
and we have questions on it in the mailbag. Yeah. Like it's 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 sort of like you have this narrow window at the end of every international crisis week where like people get energized for a period of time about oh you know what are we going to do about our academies and what are we going to do about this one and it's 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 like that little sweet spot where it's like it's like it's like the, the stages of grief or something except in irish football one of the stages is you know introspection about our football structure and academy system and why we why why we are where we deserve to be um and, and sort of have a little bit of a crisis about that but then like you know well you know the premier league's back the weekend you know, and, and, and we sort of have, and like, you know, it's it's great to get people engaged in these discussions now, but it always has to be after the men's team window. The, you have this very narrow window for debate, 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 and then at other times of the year, it's like, oh, what about the whole betting tax, the horse and greyhound fund, or the infrastructure plan? Mm. Oh, it might be a bit boring to people. You know, it might be a bit boring. But then it's not like that's actually the most important stuff and we have this situation now where uh, Jonathan Hill and Mark Canham are doing a press conference on Thursday um, press conference Ooh, from the CEO uh, from the CEO and the, the first press conference from the director of football who was meant to be good I will stress I heard good reports about him um, but it's his first press conference since coming to uh, to Ireland Anthem on and, the agenda. Well, like, this is the whole point. You see the, the schedule timings. Okay, these aren't always applied strictly, but we'll see, you know, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. And as ever in Irish football, we spend most of our time talking about the personality politics of the managers of teams. So you're going to have this first event with the director of football, who is now, you know, tasked with finding... Uh, probably managers for both international sides and naturally there's going to be a lot of stuff about that and not necessarily well what are you doing what's going on that in itself is an event that should be taking place like for an hour and a discussion and to explain your vision and and now it's been forced by um it's been forced by uh sort of the, the need to finally get ahead of the news cycle or to try and somehow get out there because uh, you've left it too long. You've left it too long waiting in the shadows to reveal some of these people that now they're going to be sent out there in the midst of a crisis and probably in danger of being asked some difficult questions that sort of undermine them and make them look, uh, you know, might, might just put them in a tricky position. And um, that's all like, you know, sort of there's, there's, there's cause and effect and all that stuff. I mean, where are we now? with a lot of the things that were laid out and strategy plans and that type of thing. Um, that actually should be probably to the top of the agenda. I understand why it isn't. I'm also part of the problem with that. Naturally, I know what the demand would be in terms of you know the main talking point and questions and, and issues that need to be raised. A lot of mad stuff has happened in recent times. Um, but it's, it's just that general frustration. And actually now... There's all sorts of layers to the to the discussion now. Like the, the new, I was thinking about it earlier the new um, the new level of crisis that we like the, like the international football crisis arc repeats, but the new one we have now, uh, it's a little twist on the team, is uh, longing for the good old days when we could export our players to England at sixteen. Now, this has always been well flagged by people like Brexit, as I mentioned recently, it's an audit. It is an opportunity. There's an undoubtedly a short-term pain element to it. There's undoubtedly an aspect that if you know that someone is going to be the next Evan Ferguson, right, or you know that someone has that level of ability, then yes, they're not being best served by what's there for them at, at 16 years of age here. 
17 years of age here that is a problem that should completely focus the mind and i think that's generally the tone of what's been said but there's like a small beneath that that can be interpreted as people saying she's yeah, it's a shame about the whole brexit thing isn't it you know if we could just go back to those good old days where we could just send them all away at 16 and like maybe the very strongest will survive and yeah you know the large majority will come home broken with no education and might drop out of football. Like what we actually have the opportunity to do at the moment is still the best opportunity. So we have to be careful about how that's pitched as a discussion point. And I wouldn't be like, because we've had a massively successful emergence of uh, the brilliant Evan Ferguson who basically benefited from um, not even a loophole, how he got out the back door is sort of, um, you know, it's uh, it's like taking a quick free quick before the wall was set. Um that there's almost that danger of people thinking, yeah, we should just uh, give up in some ways on, on trying to improve and say, well, this is, you know, it's, we're never going to be able to do it here at home. We, we just have to do it. We have to get our act together at home and not just because it makes the League of Ireland stronger selfishly. I think people portray it as that. It's that whole League of Ireland people, well, they want their league to be better so this Brexit thing suits them. It's like, no, it actually gives us the opportunity to create something here that from a football development level, but also from a human development level, actually, you know, create, you know, sends people away better equipped, a bit older, educated, bit more equipped for life and that should be our primary goal and should be the primary goal of the association it's unfortunate that for certain elite players it might be harder for them but it's still a preferable scenario to the one that existed previously that well it did also give us some great players we also have this situation which in fairness Stephen Kenny pointed out this week um, I do agree with this point like that sort of those wasteland years of you know players born between say 1993 and 2000 it's like a handful of um of them are internationals and in fact Darrow Shea is actually born in the late 90s but the rest of them that are international level generally from Cork or Gaul we think of all those top DDSL Dublin teams all the players that went away every year and like none of them now a handful are, are like are, are operating in England. I think you have someone like Jack Byrne and Graham Burke were two of the ones who were capped. But look, we sent away scores and scores of kids um, who would come back sort of broken, and now we're sort of thinking, "Geez, that was maybe maybe that's a bad thing that was changed." It's like, no, who's singing this? You can see that tone running through discussions and places. It's just it's lingering beneath the surface, and even you know the the. And I understand completely where it comes from. It's, I think, it's it's a real, it's a classic Irish football uh, uh, equation conundrum here, where it's like, yes, if you have a great sixteen-year-old now, you need to get them out. You need to get like Mason Mead just coming through. There will be people saying he needs to get out um, for the sake of his development. Um, and I understand where it comes from. Yet, it's also, it's 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 it's. it's a mindset that is very much focused around the whole strongest will survive thing that has created so many bad stories. And we actually don't have the, like I wrote about this a couple of weeks back in the Sunday Independent, like let's see what happens with the likes of say Sam Curtis. I know uh, Adam Murphy's sort of move fell through for fortunate reasons, but like we actually have this situation where you have the likes of Zephy and Heffernan and a couple of these who went to Europe at 16 and you have the ones who've stayed at home at 16 and you've seen how Iker Razi's gone away and Danny McGrath, and we're seeing some are going to go to, will continue to go to Europe. But we're actually 
too early in the road to be able to assess what the long term impact on these people is. Small and, sample size. Well, let's as well. see. Well, yeah, you know, at twenty two, twenty three, where will the likes of Curtis be, or where mm. will? And it's true that it's going to be harder for them to break through. Um, at 18 like Evan Ferguson has and we're going to not have that and it's true you look at in fairness uh, Andrew Momo Bedele Jason Knight uh, Darrow O'Shea there's a lot of people there from the old route then we have Bazunu and you have a couple of others who maybe started in the league here um, and there's different examples but there's also the level to get to footballers but it's also that hopefully we don't have as many horror stories in four, five, six years time of that at least the ones that go over at 18 they might actually stay you know, that, that when they make the move to England, they're not coming back, destroyed a couple of years later. And that's actually a, f- a form of success if that happens mm. too. But, um, you know, sometimes we just need a big discussion about the senior international team to focus the minds about other stuff. But I, I sort of was just thinking, you know, maybe you should just launch your, um, maybe you should launch your infrastructure plans and you should, um, you know, you should uh, sort of publish your report into the Horse and Greyhound Fund a day or two after a bad international result you might get a better audience for it then. You know, that that could be the time to do it because it seems like the only time um, outside a, a small window of people are interested in these things all the time, you can actually get a proper discussion going on things that are need to be talked about. But anyway, Friday, it's a good round of, I would say fixtures. It's, it's we have this weird one. We have Derry Shamrock Rovers on Friday and four FEI Cup quarterfinals. It's actually, uh, again, I will say from the media point of view, couldn't be a worse week now in terms of where it's coming into actually getting exposure in some of the more traditional media outlets. That's a problem. There's, there's, you, know, you have this Hill Canham event on Thursday, you know, going up against, uh, you know, pretty much the, uh, in the same window as sort of Stephen Bradley doing a presser ahead of a top table clash. That's not ideal. Um, doesn't, but, doesn't, doesn't matter. well, it doesn't matter because we, we're still selling out these stadiums, you know. But it's 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 still part of that thing where you would like to be building up the Jerry Rovers game across the week and seeing coverage of it and the reason that you won't in the volume that you would like if people are complaining out there is because of everything else that's going on that's just unfortunate but like that's you've given me like happens. you've given me no opportunity at all to talk about the Ireland situation but I'm actually just going to not bother now um, but um, I've got w- the mailbag stuff you can yeah. take the questions in the mailbag if you want um, I would say though Dan the um, the government should be like, maybe we should be putting a bit of money into like paying coaches to actually coach kids here. Oh, it just I makes just, sorry, like it's like Gary Gannon tweeting from the. I know he's like he's social democrats are like sort of you know the you know probably not going to be elected at any point, you know. But not, sort, not 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 a million. Well, you no. never know. They yeah, could they could they could get in. But it's like you know oh, we need you know posting pictures. We need to change. And in fairness, Gary Gannon did turn up at the doll debate. But I'm just like. Speaking in the personal capacity, it's like oh, I just rather you use your platform to go on about other stuff all the time. Many, and he probably mm, does, to be fair. How many full time? That type of stuff just really. Bugs how, me. how many full time coaches underage in Ireland, boys and girls, like in the whole country? Oh, we've done these stats before. Will Clark has done the stats before. But, but like, like, like comparison with other countries. How yeah. can how can you find? But how can you find? Um, like, if you, how can you keep finding people to do voluntary work to coach kids who might be elite level? Because we have to, yeah. we have to. So um, I, I think the whole Stephen, Te- the whole Stephen Kenny thing is. I think like his his time's come to an end. hasn't been hasn't been a disaster. hasn't been a success. It is what it is. Our problems aren't really 
at senior level. Like that's we're going to have a Euro twenty twenty eight bid result event, mm. and just wait till the the feeding frenzy of of uh, politicians because that's going to go well for mm. them. I think you know, and all the politicians they'll be popping up around that, and it's just like honestly, just do one. You know, like there, there really is that sense of like, or do something more, more to the point of doing one. I did speak to um, Sinn Fein last week, um, just in relation to if Sinn Fein gets into power on the League of Ireland and all that. And I, I hope there's a sea change, Dan. I think there is. Um, the senior level is is a result of a bunch of players that are available at that particular time, which may not include Evan Ferguson if he's injured for two big games. <laughs> I mean, the, the the structure in the country from top to bottom, from where it was at, that you talk about, fuck them off to England and hope for the best. We've had to radically change things very quickly. It will take time. I'm not. I, I I'm I'm very positive about the future. Um, if we're not destroyed, yeah. By, well, ev- by every, everything else. Well, let's let's see that. Uh, out. So, well, everyone's senior team now is a reflection of where they were. 10 years ago. Exactly. And that and that's sort of where we're at now. But what do we call him this Friday? So remember, Sky used to be like Super Sunday. And yeah. it was like, it wasn't, it was super for a while. Fab but, Friday. But then it was like, it's like the Fab Four, like Beatles, but, but there's five games. Why didn't they have like moderate, the fifth Beatle? Why didn't they have like moderate, Wexford, mo- moderate, moderate Monday? Like when they had crap games on Monday, moderate Monday, like, or Magic like, Monday. Um, Magic Mike. Soporific Saturday. So what are we calling it? Funky, well, well, funky Friday. I can imagine now, I can imagine the dude now sitting in the sky market of meeting going, well, guys, what about uh, Soporific, Soporific Saturday, Saturday Mike? <laughs> hey, <laughs> put your we're, down, we're down to our last two, Super um, Saturday or... Soporific Saturday. <laughs> Great words. Uh, for Friday, Friday. Friday. Funky Friday. Funky. Funky. Furor Friday. Probably That's, a bit too much. Mm, nah, wouldn't wrong, work. Wrong tone. Wrong tone. Um, freaky, freaky, freaky Friday, Friday. Um, again. Fastidious Friday, unlikely. Um, actually, sorry, we. This is uh, don't lose that. Don't lose your focus on this here. It's Johnny. mentioned in the mailbag, so we can. Well, we well, can, we'll deal with we, it. We in. But I was the only game I was at. Fantastic the, Friday. Fantastic. Too long. Like, uh, yeah. I, I. To be honest, I'm losing the ability to actually be any good at English over the yeah. years. To, to spend too much time just. I don't know, not writing and whatever. But I was thinking, um, in terms of the live product going forward, the amount of neutrals, the only game I was at in the last week or so was uh, Derry and UCD. And I actually had to, like, I had to leave midway through the second half. It was really fucking bad chest pains. What's going on with me? So I, I remember beside me, he's like... Well, he's here now anyway, so they're not that bad. <laughs> yeah, but your man beside me um, gave me a tip for a horse, actually, and I apologise, I didn't, didn't know who he was. There's a dairy lad to my left and another kind of journalist uh, to my right. And as, as the dairy goals were going in, which they did time, time again, five goals in about 50 minutes, I was just getting up and, like... It's agony in my stomach. Maybe he thought I was a UCD fan or something. But uh, God, he's taking it bad here. What was he expecting? But then I like I literally just had to leave. So I, I left anyway. So I missed the end. And uh, thankfully, it's still, it was still 5-0 uh, at the end. Sorry, it was 5-0 when I left. And it ended up being 5-0. So my match report was more or less accurate. Even though I got somebody else. Rory Houston was like, I'll finish it off. You go home, whatever. You know, you've done oh, your- I didn't know you were actually working. I'd I was working at the game. Yeah, I was working the game. So I was like, I, I, it was weird. And of course- you so, just how, t- so what score was it when you left? 5-0. Oh, that's not so bad. And you, you, dear listener or whatever, Dan 
would probably rightly slag me off from my match sports at times. I've gotten praise for match sports, but at times you think I just like chance here, chance there, it's chance just, here. It's just more it's like just whatever. It's more like a Ulysses thing. You just you just describe what happened as your day goes on. Actually the like five I've never doors, read five doors down. I'm just told it's about Leopold, someone going around Dublin for a Leopold, day. Leopold Bloom's is that basically gaff is. Yeah, is yeah, uh, yeah. in fairness to David Snade, he did a Ulysses type piece around the cup final bows and pats. I thought that was like that who, was did, who do you meet along you the way? Generally that was the closest league where I never German, I, I talk to people like journalism students about match reports and don't like just start at the start and list things true to the bottom. But you tend to do a little bit of that. It's like a live blog I, with an intro. I I I would agree with you, but um, it, you'd you'd have liked the fact that if effectively patching and Brandon Kavanagh both scored either side of half time so like this is the easiest edit ever like it was just like goals from Brandon Kavanagh and Will Patching before half time became goals each from Will Patching and Brandon Kavanagh either side of half time anyway I went home and the one thing that struck me the amount of neutrals from the league at the game on it because it was the, it was the event in Dublin that night and it was a dead rubber really like UCD are not going to beat Terry Terry going to win that game every, well, like, there, every single club around seemed to have like, but there, of course so many managers. there were so many like there were they're, players they're, they're there they're playing both of those teams in there the were lo- loads of players even there like there were yeah. loads of ex-managers there like yeah. I was like would you go to Belfield from yes, like yes they do that's the point people go to football matches the point football. is we need, we need to move the live game to either a Thursday or a Saturday night that was my thought process to get all League of Ireland fans who are not at a game watching it but we are running out of time and we will deal with this in today's well moderate mailbag before that before moderate mailbag Derek has I will give producer Derek I was looking up as I was looking up positive adjectives that start with F (laughs) I have a list of them here Derek came in with of course phenomenal Friday yeah we weren't thinking of the PH how many yeses in innocence (laughs) we weren't thinking of the PH a few of the other ones are not really working here flowering Friday not having that Fancy Friday? I can't even spell Fancy the Philippines. Fancy Friday, it's that afternoon tea. Speaking of I can't here. even spell the Philippines, I was on the off the ball with Arlo Hanlon the other day. That was pretty cool. We should get him on the podcast. Yeah. Don't know if he's modern man, not you sure. You let Dougal do a funeral, you could have yeah. mean. <laughs> uh, Foxy Friday. Foxy Noxy, yeah. No. Foxy Noxy Friday. No. Fervent Friday. Fervent, yeah, yeah. That's not uh, bad. You yeah. know, not um, really working. We're running out of time here, Dan. Yeah, we are. Kev Doherty will... Phenomenal. We'll go for phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal beginning with But let's it. go to the moderate mail. It's like uh, Krusty's Clown College. <laughs> yeah. All right. KKK, that can't be good. <laughs> hey, what's the time? It's mailbag time. A big bag of electronic letters. So, yeah, a lot of Stephen Kenny comments. Um, we might delve with some of this stuff already. Um, I, I did talk a lot, Johnny. So if you have any strong views on this... We know the inevitable that Kenny's reign will come to an end of Ireland soon. Where would you see his most likely landing spot for his next job? Oh God, it's harsh to be talking about this, but let's be honest, that's what's happening. With someone to push the boat at the end of the season for him, or could you see any interest in outside the league? DeMauro, similar. Could you see Kenny managing in the league again? Yeah, I only I hadn't thought about that until the mailbag. Um, yeah. Good, yeah. I think for me there'd be two options one of them is gone I, I I think there's a view and I've spoken to people in football about this in the last week there is a view that once you've gone to that you're sort of above it you won't come back to it and I sort of see that point of view the flip side I would look at Stephen Kenny and go a lot of people when he became Ireland manager people thought he would like you know change his behaviours you know change his friends change his phone like you know all this stuff and sort of move away from his roots and I think he's been conscious of not doing that but it is a big step to suddenly go back into it. The, the ironic What's the thing, alternative? Well, the ironic thing about it is, and I'll come to that in a second, is like if he hadn't managed Shamrock Rovers before 
and if Rovers ever changed in the coming years, who knows what happened. You could see, like, say, a top club who's got ambitions of pushing on in Europe going for someone, but the fact he's been there and it was such, you know, that was that's just not going to happen. Um, so, you know, would would like Dundalk try and do it if he's living in the area? At some point, there'd be a big push. I just don't know. Where does he go? Can the FBI let someone at 51 just leave Irish football and become like, even though him and Brian Carter get lumped in the same sentence, even though they don't basically get on, you know, do you want to become another version of that? You know, could he end up... Uh, Northern Ireland? No, no, I couldn't see that. No? Um, Why not? I just I just couldn't. I just couldn't see that. I just couldn't see them going for a, a, a Dubliner, no. <laughs> that's just, that's just absolutely not. Um, Jeez, I, I don't. Uh, no, you you have a very different view of Northern Ireland than me. No, your but, mates, I have to no, say. no, I, I, that's nothing to do with that. I just think it's like who get the best man for the job, and they would not go for him. Hasn't his son like declared for? No, hasn't was no. linked with. No, uh, no, no, no. That just wouldn't happen. Um, to me, like something like America, but I don't know if that would appeal. I could see his, you know, his profile. You think is, Northern Ireland would not take on a Dubliner as manager? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they would. No. They're happy to take on Northern Catholics. Yes, and who would often joke about it. Um and I've been privy to those jokes, you know. I remember being up at the Northern Irish football writers dinner a couple of years back and sort of being in like the, the Catholic corner with some people there. It's a bit of a joke. Appointing a double Catholic, Catholic, Catholic it's just corner. not gonna happen. Right? It's not gonna happen. Who knows? Leo says we're gonna have you you could have United Ireland and all that's become redundant. Uh, I mean Leo's on it now. Uh, so the big, the big Catholic, dogs are involved. It might be atheist for all I know. Oh, yeah, Probably okay, is Johnny, now Johnny, anyway. Johnny, it's not gonna happen, right? Interesting. I, I, I will I mean like that will just not happen and like this is a bit like the red zone. Interesting. Uh, now uh but America, I can't see it in the club sphere in England. Mm. Maybe I know his like his agent, his people have you know, connections in Belgium, Europe, maybe something like that. You know, Why you sit down on the red zone, by the way? Actually, no, can't I, do, I do think they might have talked about something like it. It was just more, it was down the list of things to be talking about. Like Just returning the NFL this weekend, well, like best get the, TV. Get the fixture, you know, get the stadiums right first. I, I think suggesting that Northern Ireland are going to appoint uh, a Dubliner to me. Uh, Forget about that, right? My, my, true call, my, true, I my true calling in life, that you're such a, such a... My true calling. Again, my Danny. true call. We'll tell you about that in the live show, lads. My true calling in life, Dan. My true Derek laughing here. My true you saw it happen. My true calling in life it happened recently. I'll explain it to you again, lads. Yes, Dan is a dick. My true calling in life. Honestly, the walkout in the. I mean, it was unbelievable. My, my true calling in life is to present a red zone on a Friday night. That would be amazing. Yeah, and like you'd have a guest. But Johnny, like, you get t- so distracted. You'd be like, "That's the point a- of the red zones." Oh, that, oh, Jesus, what's <laughs> happening? Yeah. Yeah, um, who should I have on with me though? Dulo, me and Dulo. That would be brilliant. Yeah. No. <laughs> Dulo would be calling out the defending, like in the ninety-third minute winner, like uh, in the cup. Well, that's what he should be doing. Yeah. But, uh, um, uh, he's mad, com- keen to come on again, and it may well happen very soon. Good stuff. Uh, today alumni fan, would you agree infrastructure investment is more important than name the national men's? I guess I've said that already in an earlier answer. You know, ever greater. There is still support for Kenny there. People seem to have forgotten losing the teams like Denmark five-one. Appreciate the lack of wins. We've run Holland close, not embarrassed by France, and still lost away to a fairly similar team, and still to play them at home problem is just it's the other results that led Ireland to this group and the Greece one was so bad after the build up Chris Martin hi lads who should the next manager Chris be Chris Martin mm. uh, yeah uh, hi lads who should the next Irish manager be and why would it be 
anyone other than Damien Duff. I like uh, Tim Clancy's Mrs. Shawnee uh, putting up the odds. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was 33s at Boylesworth, maybe 66s. 66s, I think. 66s. But, th- but honestly, <laughs> Duff, Duff, Duffer at double figures is wrong for me. Well, no, I think Carsley is the favourite. Yeah. Duff, Duff should probably be in the top three. Yeah. Like some of these things. And that, Roy I, Keane. I saw a list that didn't even have John O'Shea in it, which mm. actually, if he got a chance at caretaker, would probably become a candidate. But I think the Carsley one is the viable one and then and then it's O'Shea and then it's Duff maybe as a long shot and I really wouldn't see there's anyone else in it um maybe like uh you know unless there's someone from left field or like a Neil Lennon candidate or something left field what a gig that was uh, all together now yeah I don't even know what that is but beyond but uh, either of them um (laughs) but but um yeah I just I just you know Graham Merrigan asked us is that who's on your boat your shortlist for successor with the FEI's budget and mine please well I've I've just given mine um I don't know if you have any thoughts I think the concept of the League of Ireland manager being appointed um, I hate that it, and this is it's so lazy that again Kenny and Kerry got lumped in together and people will view managers in this way what I would say though is that a lot of people who weren't that way inclined were still open to giving Kenny a chance so it could happen in the I future I have no issue with Kev, Kev Doherty getting the job we will ask him as well we'll ask Kev Doherty okay. he's committed to draw it at the moment yeah he doesn't want to he doesn't want to give up the postal <laughs> route just, just, just in case we're lucky to get him on at all today like. yeah so we'll, we'll see what happens but yeah I mean I think Duff is a candidate in the future for me, I think in the future, I think. Uh, I, I Imagine his celebrations. It's gone up to like Serbian fans or something, giving him the fist pump. Oh, like. I know. <laughs> see, I was like, see, was suggested Duff could go in and be the women's manager and all this. It's like, I mean, honestly, I don't think that, uh, there's some weird takes going around about. Uh, you know uh, appointments and stuff like that but uh, I think Damien Duff like his history with the FBI is elsewhere you could win as caretaker it's like, like Damien Duff's history with the FBI is complex enough right so I can imagine there's only one job he would go for there which would be like the ultimate job he's not quite the FBI company man who's like desperate to get in the door of Abbottstown as a gateway job to something else who's more likely know? to take the women's job Duff or Stephen Kenny neither Okay, that's a good answer. Dead yeah. ease. Like, Go on. like I, I would nearly say Northern Ireland appointing Brendan O'Carroll as manager is more likely. Um, <laughs> Brendan O'Carroll has ruled himself out of all those <laughs> yeah. three jobs, actually. But he, he'd prefer the women's job. Certainly to Mrs. the Northern Brown's, Ireland job. Jesus, Dan, that is an Mrs. interesting... Mrs. Brown's one. Boys Brigade or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like that, yeah I, I, it's funny the tangents work at times That that's just gotten me thinking about the Northern Ireland Dubliner go ahead anyway what else we got pretty boys um, mm. yeah Matthew would Jeff Hendrick stand out in the, sorry I, I, I had these ordered sorry Kev M why do people hate on McLean gives everything but others like Doherty Brady and Hendrick get off next one Matthew would Jeff Hendrick stand out in the League of Ireland I can assure you Matthew he would he absolutely would you've had this before like with James McLean getting the Jerry team he would. Uh, these players all would. Jeff Hendrick, very frustrating player, no doubt about that. Um, but like you know, he still like was on the books in Newcastle. He's played over a hundred times in the Premier League. Um, he keeps himself in good physical condition. He would stand out in the League of Ireland, absolutely. And anyone who says otherwise, you're wrong. Keep going. Evan Caban, can we have another legendary description of Andrew Moran's goal in Turner's Cross, oh. like on off the ball on Saturday, where you described it as uh, sex at Turner's Cross? Uh, what? A you goal. should have gone for sex at the X. Sex the X at spot. the sex on the X because I saw X-rated. it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, it was absolutely 
beautiful. Like the, the you, I don't know if you, it was something. It was like something you do in a computer game where there was a cheating. Like you set up this ball literally perfectly. And I'm looking at one angle, but it looks like almost like an outside the foot into the top corner, in the shed end. Um, you, I, I still haven't really seen this kid play, and all I hear is just the rave reviews. And I know you love him, Dan. Yeah, no, like, I, I've I've seen a bit of him. I saw him play. Like, a pre, always go to a game, like a preseason friendly with Shells and Bray a couple of years back in twenty twenty. That's right. Like, yes, he's a player. I actually haven't seen a huge amount of him since, to be honest. Um, but yeah, he's he's going to be a talent. Now this is a good question because we haven't really talked about the games. We're talking about Fab Friday. We haven't like, actually talked about what it uh, Fab Friday, uh, Freaky Friday, fun, phenomenal, phenomenal Friday. Friday. Yeah. We haven't uh, with an F though. If you put him with an F, if possible, Derek. Um, but we haven't really talked about the game so we have Day and Shamrock Rovers which is a huge match but I think um, Luke Nolte maybe the mailbag out of Bowes who are away to Drada Pats away to Finn Harps and Dundalk away to Galway Cork v Wexford the other game who was under the most pressure to win the cup that's a good question Luke Dundalk I probably agree with you on that um, I suppose it's easy to say that because they're the one with the least likely to qualify via the league at the moment for Europe. If Bowes dropped out of the European places, mm. you know, I feel like with Pats, you feel like as much as I saw them against Shells, and I just I'm not sure how good Pats truly are. Um, maybe that could be harsh, but you know, you feel like they're still going to finish in the top three. You still have that feeling about them? Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah. If that changes, like Pat's, I think Pat's missing out in Europe with some of the investment they've put in. I'd imagine actually, I think the answer is Dundalk. I agree with you. Yeah, in saying that, which of the three managers would 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 be in a worse position if they missed out in Europe? I could nearly say it was Pat's. Yeah. You know, in, in a strange yeah. way. That's probably the more main pressure for winner, European football. I've gone for Luke. It's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. Fergal Jade, a point about government funding. Yeah, I've sort of half read into that. Porig Longford statement. So, yeah, there was obviously an allegation made by Kerry FC um, towards a Longford player at the end of the game last Friday. Uh, I'm putting my newspaper hat on here by saying um, that with everything else that's been going on in the world... I haven't probably had enough chance to really dig into this and make a call and it's a dangerous thing we to also get, can't get it too deep into it, this it's dangerous to get too stuck yeah. into it but i would say that i would have found the longford statement a curious reaction to a, a serious allegation but um look let's just follow due course we're not armed with the facts um Nani but Hannafin clearly the guardian has, involved so Nani um, Hannafin has left Kerry as well it was sad to see we had him on the podcast earlier on the season so um yeah he's left the club and uh, best luck to Nani yeah Declan McCormick shouldn't cup quarter final weekend be a standalone weekend uh this Declan from th- the other three amigos pod teams two games away from the cup final all the focus being Jay Rovers in the league uh, uh, even <laughs> insur- come on come even on even ensuring you don't schedule obvious big games helps. if either in the cup then Derry Rovers has played on a Monday night yeah I take that point and what he's saying but um Derry, like it, it's definitely an issue, right? That you have to look in future that if Derry Shamrock Rovers is a big game to have it on a Friday night where it can't be moved. I totally see what what Decky is saying there. But once it got to the situation where they were both knocked out, which is a bit of a glitch, it's a bit of a quirk, you had to proceed with the game on the Friday night where it was scheduled, and it's a shame. Um, but I don't think any of the cup quarterfinals probably would have been on television we don't have a huge record of cup court finals being broadcast should on TV be. in recent years Maybe should be. Galway and uh, Dundalk um, would be a great spectacle on TV like it'd be pretty much full well, uh, not to, great spectacle as in it'd look very well anyway yeah. I'm not sure about the football but uh, I, I, there's a lot going on there I understand the point but like it's it's better that Derry and Shamrock are playing on a Friday than it being moved for no apparent Cup, cup quarter finals should be on TV maybe TG Carroll will eventually start showing games who knows yeah 
Um, Shane Kennedy added in on that, you know, was pointing out that because we shells are supposed to play bows on the 15th, that's now a Monday game, which means we play Friday, Monday, Friday against Shamrock Rovers when Shamrock Rovers will only be playing Friday, Friday. He says it's ridiculous. I see what you're saying, Shane, but you get knocked out of the cup and you end up against, like teams who stay in the cup will get their games rescheduled. There's, there's, it will roll your way some year. It will roll against you other years. Paul Hogan thought to Ian Ryan struggling in Bray with his old club Wexford in the playoffs. Although slightly weirder, one of the reporters of the Wexford people wanted a change of manager for next year in a recent match report. Well, I'm not sure about the the origins of that, but I don't think Ian Ryan's had a good year. I think no, the no. players they have. No, no, and as you said, as you said, like you've a major, major advantage in in Bray because you get those Dublin players. Um, no, it hasn't been a good year. Um, obviously the playoff is playoffs are still up for grabs, but um, really blitzed by Galway at times. This is on the back of Longford beating Galway for the second time this season as well. So Longford have figured out how to play Galway and actually only lost one nil in Terryland. So yeah, it's. Uh, it's been disappointing, no doubt. Yeah, John Markham sent him a long question. He, 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 one thing that caught my attention was the answer in Birmingham gave to Johnny's question last week and what he was working on with the Cherry Orchard and the 13s. Ian Birmingham said patterns of play. There is a long message from John, but do you think A's at Alkmaar, Copenhagen, Benfica, under-13s, etc. spend much time on that or is it more tactical attributes? Now, I'd say... Barmo, who had his testimony, see scored a goal, which I would say would be up in front of. Uh, I think there would be irregular betting patterns investing that goal if there was betting it. Um, was there? Well, I mean, the goalkeeper applauded it after the ball went past. So, um, I mean, he, he got his goal, but I'm not sure if he was given the full answer of what they do, John. Like, I, but I think there is probably. I, I get the point he's saying that our teams in other countries working at a technical. Like are they focusing on the technical stuff or on the tactical stuff? Now I think ideally you'd be doing both, you know. But I'm not sure if, if Bernardo's answer is a full picture of what they do with under 13 level. So yeah, I, I was yeah. interested in that as well. Actually, anyway. yeah. KG can Galway or draw to cause an upset? What do you think? Um, can they? Yes. Will they? Sh- no. Okay, your like your semi-finals are for me. Give me them. As in who? Uh, in oh, the, the, the four favourites. You think? Yeah, I think. I'm not, I'm not just saying because Kevin Doherty's coming up. I think Draw to have a chance. That one. That one. That one. Definitely. Yeah. Um, definitely. Definitely. Draw to have a chance. But having maybe I'm a bit jinxed, and I have to thank Conor McCormick for saying I'm a jinx. Didn't go to the Carlisle Grounds one again. Maybe I'm jinxed. But on what I've seen this season, going United have almost no chance of beating Dundalk with that Dundalk team and Daryl Horgan coming in. They might struggle a bit Dundalk defensively and at set pieces and yeah. with direct play because I don't I don't fancy that Dundalk defense. I think they're at all, all the like it would be a good night to be watching all the games at once. I can say that there's going to be a lot of things happening. Never ending. We did get a bit of criticism last week for not going big time into or not ignoring it to go into Rob Hennessy's refereeing of the Bows Shamrock Rovers game and the, and the Bows shouts and I mean a couple of people like well you know making comments about manager praising the referee in the press and all this like we've talked about this before about how boring it is to go on about refereeing decisions all of the time uh, i think we gave a fair old shout to the the hennessy mistake in tala i do think it's odd that hennessy ended up refereeing the next shamrock rovers bows game i do think with these appointments you have to just look out for stuff and it's not to insinuate anything yeah, 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 i'm not yeah, getting yeah, on board yeah, with yeah. that there's an optics element to it you spread around these games and stuff and if you've had what was and people have admitted to us it was a very bad decision not to give the Afalavi penalty. I mean, it's not ideal that you have the same referee because it, it leaves you open to this sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. conspiracy thought. So I think the appointments people need to do better with that. Um, I did, by the way, I did bump into uh, a referee this morning 
uh, previous who, who guest. Who shall not show. be named. And I'll call him Tomas Connolly because he was on a show. Uh, I was getting petrol. I bumped into him and uh, he, he obviously confirmed that that was Derek Tomley. But he confirmed that to me oh, himself. Oh, did he? Yeah. It was Derek Tomley. Yeah. You, you should have gone up and said hello. Yeah, uh, should have said hello. Mark Feeney, did you actually come back to the topic of investor member relations with Shamrock Rovers, AGM, Ray Wilson, etc.? Any reporting on it anywhere? We'll get John Martin on soon. Mark, it's a bit like 9-11 and they put it all, which was the anniversary this week. You know, you, you send out all the press releases, all the bad news. It's an element of... Um, it's not quite like that because I mean the AGM was was time for the time it should be at another time I think the issues around Rovers would have got more coverage there's just a lot going on in Irish football the last couple of weeks and there's a very limited number of staff working full time reporting on it often just like one or two per publication and if someone's off so it's just when you're doing all of that stuff I, I spoke with Athlone and a couple of things a few weeks back there's a lot of stuff you'd like to get around to doing um, but finding the time to do it. I like think life Sham- itself. Shamrock Rover stuff will come back. Uh, Eamon Gatter, I just pointed to John Dunn Colour Berma for driving to training. That close, you should be biking it. Uh, Eamon agrees with Thursday TV matches as the, he agrees with both of us now because uh, you, you've uh, expressed uh, that. Uh, you. I, I think uh, um, Thursday is the day, Dan, do you think? The, 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 I would like if they made fixtures such that away fans could get there ideally because Thursday's not great for you. The, the only fans. issue you'll have with Thursday is that you'll have to do it at the start of the year and at the end of the year only because in the middle of the year Thursdays are gone for European football ideally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is a TV complication that a lot of the better teams if they go well in Europe you'll have a Sunday Sunny show games. every week anyway. Like, uh, maybe it might be a case that it, you, you know that for Europe that that's going to happen. And in the summer, could you have a couple of Sunday TV games? Mm. You know, like if if you know that, um, okay, they, they, they give a buy for the first couple of rounds or they, they've arranged it, they, you know, you, you bring the fixtures forward or whatever. Thumping but, Thursday? But you sort of know, Thumping Thursday, yeah. Mm, um, terrific Thursday. Terrific. You have to TH. Um, TH levels. Throbbing right? Thursday. Throbbing, right? Yeah. Throbbing Thursday. We'll put that in Google. Um, but like the, 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 uh, <laughs> the, 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 the point would be, I think, that um, maybe a Sunday game in mid-August, late August, but it's it's hard to plan too far ahead. But you know that could be that could be something. Um, and little Jaxie Paul, but I mean this is a big one to get into at the end. TJ asked, would Bose if Bose don't get Europe from the league uh, or get to an FAI Cup final appearance? Would you see Declan Devine's first season to be unsuccessful? I don't know. He's brought a lot of energy to the place. I think Devine has probably outperformed a lot of people's expectations. It would be a flat end, and and like there'd be expectation that Bowes there, but I, I don't know if you'd call it unsuccessful. Johnson Afalabi drafted into Ireland squad as well. Like if they came forth and lost the cup semi final and and they didn't get Europe because of who won the cup, yeah. it would be very very disappointing. But I don't think people are saying just divined it badly. Um, little Jaxie, and finally, is Paul Pogba. What's the Paul Pogba story? Is there little or any drug testing in the League of Ireland again? Um, I remember looking at the figures a couple of years back via the sort of sport article. It's stuff. benign, very small. It's benign, numbers. and 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 like similar to football in England, whatever you think about um, levels of sort of enhancement, um, you know, stuff being taken for performance enhancement, um, sort of like you know, you know, like recreationally. Um, that's where a lot of footballers and you hear this in England as well where you know they, they might ride a fine line sometimes but here the devils of testing are very very low <laughs> that's the best fun you've never meant oh, and or, or did I uh, well let's you, move did, you on. definitely didn't let's move on Dan is uh, Dan's a traditionalist on these matters um, it's fair to say yeah but that's a great I'm not point, a traditionalist I've lived I'm 41 yeah so that was the mailbag mailbagged Kev Doherty did you see what I did there Dan I actually meant that I yeah. meant that. We, we, you won't have heard this, Kev, but Dan was going on about drugs. Then he was going on about they, they, they walk a fine line. I thought it was hilarious. He didn't even mean it, but uh, how are you keeping it anyway? 
I'm good, thanks. Yeah, sorry I missed that. It sounded great. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can go is have one. Right? To be honest, it's, it's always the way that Johnny tells them. I find as well, Kev. Your dad's an extra large. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, how, make sure to listen back. It shares um, on your on your mailbag round. Yeah, how was the postal? Uh, how was the postal round this morning? Were people wishing you the best oh, good, in yeah. terms of the cup? Yeah. Yeah, for, for, <laughs> there was a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was grand. Nice, nice day today. Um, it wasn't so good yesterday, but yeah, um, yeah, good day so far. Why was yesterday not so good then? It was raining, Johnny. Okay, no, it wasn't a fallout from the Ireland game, no? No, 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 nothing to do with that, no. No, it was more uh, practical. Have have you have you been? I suppose we we're not going to go into this. We've done we've done it to death to an extent. But have you been? I suppose feeling that deflation that we felt as well. Um, for, it's not even League of Ireland thing. It's just a, you, you're a manager that wanted to change things, and I guess it's fallen a bit flat. Ah, look, it was it was at the game the other night. And, um, Jesus, everything was before the game. The start of the game, the first half was, was so good, and I was. I really thought they were going to get something. Like that. I didn't think Holland were 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 at their at their level that they probably could get. I thought they were nearly there to be got at a little bit. And I, I thought, look, disappointed, and, and even probably only to for them to to get the the equaliser sort of whenever it was when was it fifteen minutes later or whatever yeah. it was. But uh, no, I, I, yeah, look, it was disappointing results again. You, then sometimes you step back from it and. The last two games and with France and Holland and you're thinking like would you yeah you'd have been maybe hoping for something at home to Holland but but still like I mean it's it's, it's a really really it's really really tough yeah can, can really, I really can, can, yeah can I ask you the, the level of players yeah can, can I ask you though if you look at the two like because you're a manager of a of not a professional team but you're a manager of a team in a professional league right what are you watching these games and saying, I would have done this, I would have done that? Like, say that the two goals and the defensive line on the offside, like, are you thinking, okay, well, why did that happen? Or, what, like, from a coaching perspective, what are you seeing? Well, if, I mean, the second goal in particular is, I mean, there's very little I think a manager can do about that, only changing, changing the players. Like, I mean, when players are making individual mistakes, like, I mean, I would be, I would be few, and we can see that's a goal. Not exactly, not exactly the same. But up in Derry, where there's no pressure on the ball, just trying to hold the line, and it's an easy ball in behind, and, and you just got to go with the player. And, and then, particularly if you're, if you're looking across the line, and there's, some, there's there's one of the back three or back five or whatever it is that's that's behind the, the the rest of the line. I mean, you can't you can't stand there with your hand in the air like um, so. You, you'd have to you have to defend the, the clip in behind first of all. And I look, it's, I don't think again. Very, very um, limited into in, into what a manager can do when you're particularly playing against some of the bigger nations, and you can go by even going back to the France game, and you look at the players that that they're able to bring on, and and again, this isn't a criticism or anything of the players. I think the players are, are really, really are, are excellent professionals, and but there is a certain there is levels in the game, and we always talk about. I mean, you talk about us in our league. There's levels and. When you go into the international level, there's, there's 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 more levels, and you're playing two of the probably the top teams in in certainly in one in the world and, and two in in Europe really. And it, there is sometimes it's, 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 it can be difficult to try and get results, and and, and I know it's a, it is results business and all that. And that's what's being said at the moment, and I think ultimately all this goes back to probably the the other results in the group rather than when then the the last two results. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're not looking at it. Say, of course, every game you look, you look and think, "Well, I done this, but I done that." But I mean, 
Stephen's a very, very good, experienced manager. He knows what he knows what he's doing, and I think it's very telling that the players have have been right behind him as well, and and uh, have have supported him in in every way. If again, a lot of the stuff when you hear the commentary about the last whatever different campaigns, but again, I, I go back and you look at the, the, the players we had in those campaigns. You know, we we genuine world class players in, in in the team over the. Even if it was only two or three over the last couple of campaigns, or even before that, but, but before that, we were littered with with serious, serious players, and it's difficult. Um, it's a, it's a difficult for for Stephen at the moment, I'm sure, because again, look at all the commentary and the noise around it. But all I can say is, from my own point of view, and and the, of the last couple of years, I think there's been a, such a, an excitement in the. In the with the squad, and you know, bring my own daughter to the games now, and the atmosphere and everything has been great. But I do understand that. Look, at some days we're going to have to pick up results if we're going to be qualifying, yeah. Um, yeah. or even trying to qualify for, for for tournaments and stuff, which is which which is obviously badly needed as well. Yeah, no, that's a like you know comparisons of of previous regimes and and win ratios and all that need a little bit of context at times. And, and as you know, Kev, these these stats can be dangerous. XG, all of this stuff. I mean. Should draw to be yeah. top of the league in the XG yeah, or something? Heard, or heard where, where, that, where are we with that yeah. now? Uh, are you still going yeah, all right I'm in that league table? Up, no, no, no. I'm not, no well, we're still, we're still, we're still, we're still up there. But, uh, no, we're he knows. Throw your XG in the bin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could think of. Ah, look again. There is. Well, if we, just what you're saying there, Dan. I do, I do think comparing now with the international squad to the previous years is, is, is I mean. It's ridiculous, really, because you just and again, this this isn't certainly isn't having a go at, at players. I think some brilliant players in the Ireland squad and Ireland team, but it's it's completely different. It's completely different. The lads are like again, yeah. When as I said, when you you go back to the game, the, the France game, and bringing bringing lads on that were start, starting regularly for Real Madrid, like you know, and you're trying to get a result in, in, over there, it's just it's really really difficult. Yeah. So from your perspective, Cav, you're now looking to get a result against Bowes on Friday. Um, in, the, in XG, is it? In, XG, no, in, in, in the cup, uh, Jonathan Afflabby, of course, in the in the Ireland squad. We haven't mentioned that in the show as well, and great sort of personal milestone for him to be involved. Actually, but I actually literally just mentioned that. Did you? Well, yeah, not even listening. Yeah, yeah probably wasn't. Fine. Yeah, um, but. Um, Kev, like, how do you feel about this? I mean, I think you're in this role of underdog in a lot of games, and we've spoken about it repeatedly. But I mean, you're in a cup quarter final at home. Um, do you allow yourself to dream when you're in the Aviva the other night that you could be you could be working there yourself this year? Can you allow yourself to think? Though, is is it a, is it a positive motivation to your players to talk about that, or are you the type of person that says no? Like, look at the next game and don't be thinking in those terms. Ah, there's. I mean, you'd be you'd be lying if you if you weren't thinking about when when you're two games away from it. But then you have to be very very realistic. And even when the draw was made, I mean, like, and, and again, and this is is genuine, not to be disrespectful to anyone else, but it was one of the one of the toughest ones out of the hat. Mm. We were literally the first team out of that hat, and so there were seven other sides again. We 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 picked up balls who were beating us three times this year, so. That was a sense of realism straight away. That look, this is going to be really, really difficult. Forget about the semi final. Forget about the final. That'll be a obviously unbelievable. Of course, it's been a, ten years since Toronto got to a to a cup final. Um, so it will be yeah. Look, it's miles off yet, yeah, and I know that's boring, and that's what it really is. The next game. I mean, we play balls in the league next week. I haven't even thought about it yet mm. because it's just a standalone game, and 
the one the good thing about it and, and I did an interview there this morning for the draw independent I was on it's just something we can really look forward to like we're really even training gave him a couple of days off for the international break and then we were back in we've done three or four sessions now since and the lads are just really really looking forward to it's in some ways that pressure that we've been under all season and we'll continue to be under when we go back to the league games next week is off a little bit we don't have to get this point a point or three points to, to try and stay ahead of someone or to try and be further away or, or whatever like I mean go back our last couple of weeks we two massive massive league games with Cork and UCD with games that were so important to us and in some way that little bit of pressure we can it has taken off and we, you can go on it and, and look forward to the game because it's a standalone game as you said it's a semi-final if you, if you happen to go through it but again the cold facts are that we've played both three times this year and they've beaten us three times so we know we've a, we've a massive task now. Yeah, and like some of those defeats, I mean, again, I, I know we're like we're just joking about it earlier, but like you know, you've actually played okay in some of those games, but you still yeah. haven't you haven't got the result. I mean, they do have a lot of attacking quality, or like what what do you put that down to? Is it just the classic didn't 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 sort of have that that sort of clinical edge when you needed it? Yeah, I think it probably was that, and, and I think that I think I might have been talking to you after the first game in Daily Mail. We were. I thought that was the, of the three games we played. I thought that was our worst. It was um, Monday night. Oh yeah, yeah, you were well beaten. Actually, man, yeah, Freddie Draper yeah. scored. But that was actually I thought that was our, our poorest one. And then the game up in in our place, I thought we played very very well. But this was one of the ones where I was probably giving out about not being clinical. And then the last game of Daily Mount was it was a bit of a mad game. There was loads in. I think both had the ball in their net six times. And, we had the band sent off at one all and I thought we were we were really just coming into the game and playing well and they scored just before half time again and then we got back in it and we were very, very good for I'd say for an hour that game we were really, really good and we equalised then in what, 78, 79 minutes I think and and then I think eventually the sort of the the eleven v ten toll towards the end and, and they got a couple of uh later ones but um no I, I thought we played we, we have played very well again but they're a really good side of Again, people might be. I've obviously I've watched the, their last game, and probably we watch plenty of their games, and we do watch them. But I've watched their last game a couple of times since, and against Bowles, and even in that, or against Roberts, sorry, even in that game, like I mean, you talk about Flabby, decent chances before, yeah, before uh, Lee Gray scores, and probably a couple of decisions that another night could have went away. So they were they're well in it, and you say the players they have, and I mean, if that front three. Connolly, Grant, and then Afalabi said are flying. James Clark is, is flying. There's some really good players. Keep Buckley. I mean, he's played right back and he could come back into the middle. Flores has played left back against us a couple of times. He changed around. He's got, you know, Manus could come back in after being away on in international duty. Mm. Uh, so, look, they, they have they've, they've loads of really, really uh, good players, attacking players. But again, even the defensive players, I mean, I go back to that game in, in Daly, the last game, we can see the set piece after two minutes where there was a mix up in there with our uh, uh, defending and so it's something that we really have to be aware of uh, uh, two big centre-backs as well or massive threat from centre-pieces and the um, 
I've, I've always sort of felt, Kev, that the FAI Cup lost its kind of luster around about almost to mirror the same way the FA Cup went in England because I, I, I always felt that. I mean, but it seems like the Aviva Stadium thing has just completely brought it back to life and, like, everyone just wants to, fan or player, manager, whatever, wants to get to Lansdowne Road in November. And, I mean, that... I, I, you're not, I know you're taking it one game at a time, but, like, the prospect of leading draw it out in a collar and cuff um, suit... Um, uh, you know, November it must be. It must be pretty cool. I mean, of course, Jeez, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. You're right. The, probably for a couple of years, the it did lose lose its bit of whatever glamour, if that's a word for anything involved with us. But um, I mean, I played in the cup final in the RDS, like mm. when it was played when it was there for Longford, and again, it was. No, I know the weather. You can't say it was probably going to be bad, but it was a horrible day, and the, I don't know the crowd was. Was decent enough with Longford and Cork, it was decent enough. But I think I think Bowes played the following year and won on penalties, and then I think it was back to maybe the Aviva after that, or was it in Tala after maybe for a while? Um, from Fingal one, but no, you're right. Um, the since it's gone to the Aviva, it's been it's been absolutely brilliant. I mean, probably the Bowes pass one was that two years ago, um, 2021, yeah. That day, it was actually, yeah, I actually wasn't at the game, I had to. Was in town and the crowd going to it. I thought it was just so good to see. Now, obviously, that depends as well. I suppose crowds depends on what clubs are in it. But um, no, I think they've, they've been brilliant. And you're right, it is. And even as I go back to to that time that I I would have played in the cup final, it is a great week and it's something that uh, yeah, like you you really remember. Even if it's, it's not great when you lose, but you still do remember the build up and the, the week week leading into it. And it's a massive occasion. It is a showpiece for for the league, but. Again, and not really, really, I'll be, I'll be the first to be thinking if someone's on top of the cup final when they're, when they're playing a, a quarter final against a team that has beaten them three times, you're getting a bit ahead of yourself. So I'm certainly not, but mm. only because you asked me the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, fair it's, enough. It's yeah. Well, well, yeah. Uh, Kev, just two, two quick things for you. I'm going to take you off the cup then. I know you have to play these teams, but from a neutral perspective, the, the Derry Shamrock Rovers game, do you have any sort of thoughts on how that might shape up? Yeah, so that's, look, it's a massive game, isn't it? It's probably, look, it's probably a, a little bit disappointing it is on the weekend, the cup quarterfinals, but I'm sure when the fixes were made, we're probably thinking that one or both probably would be in the cup quarterfinal. But um, yeah, I, it's, it's going to be fascinating because we played, we were up in Derry um, on a Sunday then, obviously when they were in Europe, and I thought that night, I said, Jesus, these are right, these are really, really good. Like they were, they were very, very good. I thought they played with a bit of a swagger, I thought. I thought they were really, really good. And then, Look, anyone that, and again, this is going to be completely neutral and boring and everything, but anyone that writes off Rovers at any stage of any season is mad because mm-hmm. they just have, they've been there, they've done it, they have the players again. As I said, I watched the game against against Bowes and while Bowes had a couple of chances in the, or before um, Rovers scored, Rovers are just clinical and the, the level of players, look at the players that even were sitting on the, on the bench that didn't come on and then the ones that did, I think it's, it's fascinating. I couldn't, as I said, couldn't pick a winner. They're both playing a really good good. The last time I think Derry or, or Rovers went up to Derry, I think Rovers were very good. I think they beat them 2 0. Yeah, they did. Um, that was in May. Yeah. So when, when they scored that really good goal, yeah, I was a tell. Yeah. But uh, so again, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I certainly won't be forefront in my mind on Friday night, but I'll be checking it afterwards and watching it back afterwards because, because again, it's a team or it'll be a game full of absolute quality and on both sides. And, both managers as well so it's going to be yeah it'll be really interesting and, and obviously if I suppose if, if Derry happened to turn them over then there's really a it'll be a, a really fascinating 
Just end of the season just final question Kev the last couple of weeks in the mailbag we keep getting questions in what's happening at Drada you know what will happen with investment to Drada um, we know you turned down the Cork opportunity Cork City obviously you've spoken about that before so I don't need to go over that again but I, I guess in general terms um, do you have a sense of how things might look for you next season you know in terms of tying down players I know this, these talks are ongoing this investment talk is ongoing. Well, that's the first thing, yeah. That, that has to be completely forced, Dan, to be honest. Um, there is a lot going on, as you know. And, um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be keen of getting way ahead of what we have been the last couple of years. But again, that's not. We have a bit of work to do ourselves on the pitch first, because again, you, you want to get players to commit to stuff, and we don't know, know what division we're going to be in yet. So they have to sort of make sure that we do we do our our stuff right. But it is now. It's look from obviously. Been involved in a lot of stuff myself and talks and they're progressing very well. And I mean, it's not like it's it's uh, an overnight thing. It's been ongoing for for a long time, which is which is probably a good sign, to be honest. It's not, as you know, it's 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 not something that the club have been just jumping at the first opportunity for ending or having to make sure we found <clears throat> uh, the right people. And as I said, from my deal and so far, well, what's been going on, I'm, I'm I'm very happy and excited about what the future could look like. But again, we've I just have to try and concentrate on making sure we do our stuff on the pitch so that I mean there's no point in talking about players for next year and then we end up losing our next few games where we could be in the playoff in the fourth division ever so as negative as that sounds that there's the reality is you have to make sure that you're you're uh, doing your doing your work stuff on the pitch and not let the, not the other people at the club look after the other stuff Thanks a million Kev Legend Thank you Kev Okie doke Cheers yeah, so Kev Doherty building up. Um, I, I kind of I get what uh, Deck was saying in the mailbag. It it does feel it, this shouldn't be clashing with uh, Dundalk. Or sorry, Darian Shamrock Rovers on that game, Dan. We are running out of time. Um, I have to say, I was very impressed with um, Gary O'Neill and Poom. Um, their performance against Bowes. Derry looked like. I mean, the UCD game was a bit of a, a non-event, but they looked like they're coming to hand. A lot of players really, really fighting to get in the first eleven now, Friday, which would be interesting. There'll be a lot of disappointed players that aren't starting. Um, for a neutral perspective obviously I hope Derry win because it'll it'll reduce it to one yeah I know like it is if you want like I think the league authorities anyone who wants a bit of suspense and a title race that's the result that they want it's nothing uh, nothing against uh, our friends at Tala but for the league that is probably the result they would be craving to what's your, up what's your inkling yeah, I think you look at now, you see the Derry squad. They are the two best squads for me. Like, you, you see it now. And, and Derry, I think, are finding a bit of form. Um, like I was at that first game in, in Derry in May, and at that stage, like, just Derry are miles off here. Now you feel like they're not, you see the, the patching goal in the UCD, the impotence sort of like. Which one? The, 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 the one where you just tipped for, it. For, before, uh, before my, I haven't seen any of these goals on TV or YouTube, so I haven't, but I was sort of. I had a good view of that goal from the... And that was like... It was I'm like, imagining you like doubled over, like yeah. man, man hit by football oh, in the groin. Yeah. <laughs> football in the groin! <laughs> um, just as patching as chipping it in. It was kind of like with the nonchalance of Kev Doherty just delivering your post. It was just like, whatever, just like, I've no interest in this. I it, assume he delivers it more professionally now. Yeah, but it's, you're, it's delivering you're suggesting post. he just you tosses the post over the ball like patching. Yeah. No, I'd imagine, I'd imagine people get their post in the Artane area accurately. Don't be suggesting such things. Uh, it was no, it was a bad analogy um, that the nonchalance of that it was just stunning to watch and I was right behind it I was like oh man and then I just keeled over with pain in my stomach wonderful, we- wonderful Wednesday wonderful Wednesday yeah. but anyway um, Derry Shamrock Rovers uh, as we've mentioned we've, we've given people the four cup court fans are fighting Sligo Rovers UCD also big, on big Saturday game. we should mention that I think like it's uh, as much as UCD got turned over 
uh, comfortably by Derry and that'll happen them once or twice you can just imagine them going to a place okay. where things aren't happy um, can I say just all. one thing about you as well first division fixtures as well before, we, before yeah. we forget them we should mention that in the first division although there's obviously some first division teams active in the cup but we mm. do have uh, Bray against Treaty on Friday at Lone Town Kerry on Friday and Waterford and Cove Ramblers on Friday before you make your last point and it's better be good I'm going to get the quiz business done because it was your question last week and the question was who was the Real Madrid manager when they played Shamrock Rovers in 2009 for the Rascals Brewing Tour and the winner is Brian Kyo amongst many people who Manuel, Pellegrini. Manuel Pellegrini yeah that was the answer Luke Minolte we've mentioned you're getting the 50 euro cutter and cuff voucher for the mailbag and this week's question for the Rascals Brewing Tour get your answers in LOI Central Pod on Twitter or on Instagram Maya Dennehy, Mia Dennehy, Maya Dennehy, I think, sc- the great Maya Dennehy, scored a hat-trick in the FAI Cup final of 1972. Two other players have scored FAI Cup final hat-tricks. Can you name them? Good one. Um, players that won't be doing that this uh, year play for UCD. And we did have Andy Myler on. I'd just like to say one thing about UCD. They actually have some lovely footballers. And I know it's been a terrible season, but I think they'll have some players, like always with UCD. And I was cycling one of the ex-UCD players this morning, talking about Paul Doolan managing him. And uh, he played, I was mentioning the UCD players he played with, including the likes of John Martin, who's been on the podcast. Really good players. And that's what UCD do. But they have some lovely footballers. And I know they were battered, but um, all hope is not lost for Andy Myler's men. No, no, that's a fair point. It's it's um you can look at their score line, but you I think with every UCD team, we talk about how the Irish national team is a reflection of where they are 10 years ago. Generally, you can probably pick UCD teams from 10 years past and look at where they are now. And, and that's generally a compliment to them. We're but I think get, we're done for phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal, fab, feisty. We're going to let Dan, we're going to let Dan back to the beast. We were in association with Collar and Cuff, uh, Future Ticketing, and of course, Rascal's Brewery here in Oliver Marketing. Glass and Evan. <laughs>